0: Hi, I'm Jay Fallon. Thanks for listening to the Slippery Slope. New headline came out today. This is in Australia, and it says calls for petrol ban to speed up electric swap. Now, this is a story by Jennifer Dudley Nicholson. Now, generally, when reading through this reading through this article. This is the kind of tactics that uh, that despots, dictators say, you know they they know best, and we all have to go along with it. We we've seen this in the last couple of years. the The reason why these people, the media, these so called experts, our governments feel that they can force, they can dictate to the public what they can do, what they should do, and they can make these rules and and that we should go along because they've already tested the waters with COVID. They tested the waters. They said, hey, if we turn around and say, this is for your good, this is for your benefit, you've got to listen to us. We know what's best for you. Then everyone will go along with it and just say, well, the experts have told us. The experts say this is what we have to do. Don't look too much into it. Don't question. Don't question. Don't question my authority. (laughs) Where have you heard that before? Okay. Calls for petrol ban to speed up electric swap. One in four new cars brought by Australians could be electric as early as 2025. Hmm. Uh, but governments should set a date for the end of petrol car sales to speed up the transition energy experts recommend you know you love these experts the faceless the faceless names who claim to be experts uh and when they say petrol cars obviously they mean diesel as well okay don't (laughs) <laughs> Don't be confused. They're coming after everything. Uh, Australia also needs it needs new policies to roll out vehicle charges and put pressure on electric car prices, they say, and should recruit celebrities and sports stars to create the biggest public mobilisation the nation has ever seen. Can't you hear the, the rhetoric now? Stand up for your country. Yes, we can see all those sports stars getting paid mega bucks just to stand up and say, Yep, yep, we don't want petrol, we don't want diesel anymore. Gotta to go to the electric. The recommendations come from a group of experts <laughs> set to appear at Energy Next. That's the that's the title: Energy Next, a two-day renewable energy event held in Sydney from July 18. They also come. Three weeks after the federal government launched the National Electric Vehicle Strategy and announced new funding for highway vehicle charges and green car loan subsidies. Now, can any, any of you remember hearing this National Electric Vehicle Strategy? There wasn't a lot of publicity about it, was there? Maybe I just missed it. Uh, so, Energy Lab Chief Executive Megan Megan Fisher who assists climate tech startups, said Australians were increasingly choosing electric vehicles even though they faced hurdles. She predicted, she's a real Nostradamus, she predicted one in four new car sales would be electric in less than two years. Of course, it's easy to predict that if you also plan on banning Fossil fuels, fossil fuel car sales. Uh, Best estimates, she says, are doubling each year, which would have us at 25% by 2025, she said. We know, I love it when people say that we know, we know we need to go faster, but price point, availability and range anxiety are creating too much of a drag on EV adoption. But predictions among the group of 21 energy experts surveyed varied with what watches spokesman murray hogworth naming 2026 as the year australia would see 25 percent electric vehicle adoption but others including eco enviro director dr richard finlay jones and aca research uh, senior account manager amelia mcveigh not expecting the milestone until closer to 2030 Electric vehicle sales reached 8% in Australia during April, up from 3.8% in 2022. Uh, Ms. McVeigh said, changing sentiment towards electric vehicles made forecasts difficult. And with the new national policy, state incentives incentives, (laughs) and greater demand altered expectations. Looking at those in the market for a new vehicle, In the next 12 months, over one-fifth are considering an EV, she said. EV costs are coming down with analysts predicting price parity on at least some models by 2025. But Brett Mill from renewable renewable energy firm Harit, K-A-R-I-T, said the adoption of electric vehicles was still too slow and more states should introduce a deadline to ban the sale of petrol and diesel vehicles. Wow. Do you think he's got... <laughs> oh, wow. So the dude, he is from a firm, Carrot, which is he's a, a, a renewable energy firm. They... Oh, precious moments. It, does no one else see that maybe there is a, uh, a conflict of interest when the person who gains the most... The most is standing up there saying, yes, this is the direction we should go. It will just happen to make me a lot richer. But of course, I've only got your best interests at heart. I mean, the fact that I will make a lot more money out of it does not mean that I don't really care and love you all and we should ban. We should dictate what you can do. Uh, So he says, to speed up this transition, Australia needs to ban the import of internal combustion engine vehicles as early as possible through emissions standards or other means and put in place incentives that equalise the cost of an EV with a similar standard ICE car, he said. Consumers should be able to shift from their current standard of ICE vehicles to a similar standard of EV with no price or quality penalty. Uh, the ACT is the only Australian jurisdiction to name a date for the end of petrol uh, end of petrol and diesel new car sales. I actually did an episode on that. Uh, through a growing list of countries having set a deadline, including Norway, China, the UK, I did that uh, episode as well, US and other countries in the European Union. Other recommendations from the European experts, sorry, from the energy experts, uh, included incentives for petrol stations to install electric charges. Uh, a higher luxury car tax threshold to reduce prices and a star-studded public information campaign, Mr. Hogworth said, should make the nation's electrification journey and the biggest public mobilization the nation has ever seen. Uh, so, well, okay, let's look at some of the episodes that I did. This came out last year. Okay, so this one here. Uh, the episode was uh, calls to impose severe penalties uh, on Australians who buy petrol or diesel cars. Isn't that great? So this came out. So it said the Australians could be slapped with a $4,000 penalty for buying a four-wheel drive as a billionaire. Calls for a dramatic surge in electric vehicles to tackle. Of course, it's to tackle climate change. And this was uh, Mike Kennan Brooks coming out saying, hey, slap everyone with a $4,000 bill. Because that, you know obviously that's that's the thing to do. So you've got that. Uh then there's this episode that I' done earlier on a ban on new petrol and and diesel vehicles. Yeah. Um, now, in this episode here, I was talking about this new legislation coming in in the u k, And this is just one one of the big problems with this, okay. So, the United Kingdom plans to pass legislation, and it actually did pl- pass legislation, actually, uh, that will see EV homes and workplace chargers being switched off at peak times to avoid blackouts. So you, you buy a new car, you have to install an electric vehicle charger in your home. It has to be connected to the grid, to the the government power grid. It has to be and the government can dictate, the government can actually turn it off. The legislation that they have passed shows that the government can turn off your charger during the night. If there is too much uh, stress on the electric system, on the electric grid, the government can go through and turn off electric vehicle charges. You can wake up in the morning thinking, "Oh yeah, my car has been charging all night. I'm fine for the day." And lo and behold, you can't drive any more than 50 kilometers because that's all your car has in charge, in its battery charge. If that's not control, what is? Why should the government this? This is what people are not thinking about. Okay, you you can go. Anytime, even in a small town like I live in, in the Whitsundays, petrol stations are still open. Some petrol stations are still open 24 hours a day. No one can dictate how much petrol, how much diesel you're allowed to put in your vehicle. No one can dictate where you drive to. No one can dictate that. Okay. If, but you can dictate if you can charge, if you can, if you can stop people and you can dictate how much people can charge their electric vehicles, then you dictate how far they can drive. You can can dictate their activity. Not to mention that it's a lot easier to track these vehicles. Anyway, hmm. so the United Kingdom uh, plans to pass, where where was I up to? So announced by Transport Secretary Grant Schapps, Uh, the proposed law stipulates that electric car charges installed at home or at the workplace may not function for up to nine hours a day to avoid overloading the national electric grid, electricity grid. This, like I said, this is the legislation that was passed in the UK. This is what they will bring in, in Australia, in Canada, in the US. They will dictate how long and when you can charge your vehicle. It will no longer matter. It doesn't matter to them whether it's convenient for you. They don't care as long as they can control your everyday life. Uh, It goes on to say, uh, in addition to the nine hours a day of downtime, authorities will will be able to impose... A randomised delay of thirty minutes on individual charges in certain areas to prevent grid spikes at other times. Well, isn't that fantastic? In this time when there is a lot of uh, strain on electrical systems, because you know governments have decided that we should close coal, coal-powered, coal powered, coal, coal powered, coal uh, powered electricity plants you know, because they're bad for the environment. I mean, even though we've made leaps and bounds in the technology um, for coal, coal-fired coal uh, electric plants, and we can, we can make them very clean now. We're, the media, the greenies are still getting around with this rhetoric that it's really dirty. There's nothing we can do about it. We just need to shut them down and put more pressure on the power grid. And by the way, we close down these power plants, and then we should also put more pressure by bringing in a lot more electric vehicles. That makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? So yeah, and then this episode that I did, which discusses more the UK 2030 petrol car ban and diesel car ban. So uh, in this, uh, on this episode, just talking about the new petrol and diesel cars will be banned from sale. In 2030 along with many hybrids under a government plan to cut air pollution and boost Britain's electric car industry so they're just they're just forcing these things to happen I'm going to put all these links up just in case you haven't listened to them before I'll put all these links up so you can so you can check out these other episodes these earlier episodes that I did but getting back to this article uh this new article which came out today. <laughs> Like I said, we've we've seen this for the last three years now when it came to when it came to COVID. You know, all these little so-called experts come out and decide, hey, we know best for you. We will dictate. And how we will get you to do what we want is we will impose bans on you. So you mightn't like it, but we will make things so tough for you that you will just go along. We don't want you to buck. We don't want you to push back. Just do as you're told, like good little puppets. Go along with the bands. Don't raise your voice. Do what we tell you. Thus says the great and mighty despots, the uh, experts. Don't go along with it. These people are not experts. They are, well, they're lying to you. They are lying to you. In the end, it is just about control. All they want is to be able to control where you go and how you get there. They want to be able to monitor you, tell you where you can go and when you can go. We need to hold our politicians accountable for as long as we possibly can and tell them that we do not want these things. It's all about control, people. It's all about control. But, uh, hey... I think there might have been a book called the Bible. I think it's called the Bible. And it uh, may have predicted this kind of scenario. (laughs) What do you reckon? This is all just my opinion. Thank you for listening to The Slippery Slope.